Today, we put to rest Miles Joseph Casey. He was taken far before his time was due. Murdered Friday night at Winston's in Ocean Beach, California during the roast. God bless his soul and may he rest in peace. had to have a couple moments of silence there real quick for me for my death but uh welcome back to the millennial Manchild podcast and as always i'm your host miles casey sorry for that somber intro but um as you'll learn later on in the episode it's very fitting for what happened after this past friday but uh besides that life is good i hope this podcast is finding you well finding you in good spirits Um, Because this one's going to be about rebounding, bouncing back, the resurrection of uh, Miles Casey, if you will, the millennial man-child. Yeah, so that's what we're going to get into later. Up up front here, though, I got a few things I want to chat about. Um, First off, I finally decided that uh, it's time to start sending out some more job applications, trying a little bit harder, really hitting that job grind. It's the worst sending out applications of doing that, but it's not as bad as being homeless. And I don't want to be homeless. I'm not close to that, but you know, I got to get a job. Starting to head towards that new level of broke that's uh it's not fun, you know? I need to I need to be working. I have plenty of free time to be, you know, putting towards a job. So, I applied at a couple coffee shops. What I like about them, not working at night, can still go out and do stand up, which is great. And they're both within walking distance. Gotta love that. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm gonna start hitting that pretty hard here. Um, And in the meantime, I know this isn't really my demographic of the podcast, but if there are any cougars out there, sugar mamas, whatever, I am open to, you know, the idea of being the young buck around, right? Like, I'm not, like, I can promise, you know, the sex isn't gonna be great. Not for a lack of trying. It's not, you know, it's just not going to be great. But I'll, I'll clean out your gutters. Like, and, and that's not a euphemism for anything. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a hard worker. Uh, I also have these small boyish hands that are great for giving massages, you know. So I'm just saying, if there's any cougars out there listening, you know, hit me up on Twitter. Slide into those DMs. Well, we can start the conversation. A little negotiation. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And while we're on the topic of me being a piece of garbage, I've been thinking about starting a GoFundMe for one of those little rascals. You know what I'm talking about, people? I've been seeing them a lot, cruising around Ocean Beach. And I have to make this walk to the coffee shop a lot. And it got me thinking, wow, I could put all that energy, you know, from that little walk into writing and into stand-up if I was, you know, had a little hover-round or little rascal, whatever the hell they're called. One of those scooters. Like, the possibilities would really be endless. I could take that thing anywhere, pretty much. And imagine how much more energy I'd have to just to devote to stand-up and really getting good at it. So yeah, you know, tell me what you think. Should I start that GoFundMe for a little rascal? Would you guys, you know, get behind that? I like to think you would. I think I got a strong, you know, staunch support group 
with this podcast and that they would make that happen for me. You guys, you guys can make dreams come true is what I'm saying. So I don't know. We'll see. I've been mulling it over. Just wanted to put it out there into the ether. See what you guys think. But yeah, Cougars, possible GoFundMe patrons. Hit me up on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Slide into those DMs. MKC06. You know what it is. But yeah, besides that, um, what else is new? Oh, I tried watching a fucking Woody Allen movie this past week. He's supposedly, you know, this amazing director. He was a stand-up comedian. He's also known as a super creep who, like, married his adopted daughter or some shit. So he's a very controversial figure. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what this whole Woody Allen shit's about. And I think I watched the movie Manhattan, which is an old movie. And it's filmed in black and white. And I was like, okay, well, we'll give it a chance. Had good ratings and stuff. But, uh... It was even fucking creepier than this dude. Like, he's he's making a movie about dating a 17-year-old when he's 42. Like, this dude made a movie about his actual life. And he got away with it. And people are like, oh, this guy's brilliant, blah, blah, blah. It was, like, too creepy. I basically couldn't take it. Had to turn it off. Wasn't much of a fan of it. Um, but, yeah. I don't know why I shared that with you. It just was so fucking weird. So I figured, why not? I guess it ruined my day, so I should try and ruin yours? I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. But but besides that movie, I didn't get too deep into anything else. Because I've been fully embracing March Madness. I mean, it's in full effect, as all of you know. Uh, before we get too deep into it, I gotta give a shout out to the Wildcats. I mean, we took down everybody's sweetheart last night. I mean, the whole fucking nation was rooting for the Retrievers. Let's not kid ourselves. But Wildcat Nation was obviously rooting for K-State. And we pulled it off. No one's talking about the history we made. We're the first 9 seed to ever beat a 16 seed. Boom. That's history. Fuck the Retrievers. <laughs> but yeah, it's been crazy. Everybody's bracket has to be busted. I had Virginia fucking, like, in the final two, I think. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I'm, I don't watch college basketball except during March Madness. Because it's just so much fun. The parody level, the talent, it's all very even. And on any given day, you never know who's going to win. And that's been proven multiple times throughout this past week. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun to watch. So, been enjoying that. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about here. Oh, one last little thing. I've been doing this new thing. I'm going to start sharing them with you eventually. But I've been writing gratitude letters, been writing thank you letters to, you know, to family members, to to people I look up to, like Joe Rogan, comics I look up to, that type of thing. And I don't know if I'll send them to them or ever really release them, but I might share them on here eventually. But it's been fun. I just wanted to share that with you because it might be something you can try and do. It's a fun little exercise and puts you in a good headspace. Made me feel good. So I just wanted to share that with you. But yeah, without further ado, we'll get into today's episode about picking ourselves up by our bootstraps and getting back up and going. So, enjoy. You keep saying you've got something for me Something you call love but confess You've been a-messin' where you shouldn't have been a-messin' And now someone else is getting old 
your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do These boots are gonna walk all over you Sorry about that. But yeah, I just wanted to get into it. As I said today, we're talking about picking yourself up by your bootstraps. How you bounce back after an epic defeat. I mean, I would say this past Friday, biggest L I have taken yet. No questions asked. I mean, it was a rough one. So that's why, you know, had to intro with that lovely funeral music because I died on Friday night. I died a thousand deaths. It was it was so painful on stage at times. But all you can do is sit up there and smile. Pretend it doesn't bother you, even though it did, you know. And before I get too much into what happened on Friday night, I must give props to my opponent, Jennifer. She whipped out a flamethrower and torched my ass. It was beautiful. Um, you know, I got demolished like an abandoned crack house. It was, you know, rest in, rest in peace, RIP miles. Um, but it was, it was a good experience still after I could, you know, separate myself from it a little bit because I, you know, I took some risks and they did not pay off. My jokes weren't good, plain and simple. Um, oh man, did I, did I lose the audience at one point? Let me think. I was trying, I was trying to think. When was the moment that I lost the audience? And I think it was when the entire crowd started booing me. <laughs> yeah, I, I legit got my first, you know, full force mass crowd boo. Like, boo. It was, uh, it was incredible. So, you know, check that off the list of, you know, being a comic. Every, it happens to everyone at some point. And, uh, yeah, another another little milestone reached for your boy, the young man-child. Yeah, it was it was brutal, though. Um, you know, I was trying to be out there tightrope walking on a subject I probably had no business talking about. I was like, whoo, whoo, uh, whoo, And then I fucking fell to my death. There was no safety net. There was no, you know, it was just not my night, plain and simple. I came underprepared. My opponent was prepared. I, you know, was reading off my jokes on my phone. She had them committed to memory. I looked like, it looked like amateur night. And I apologize to everyone that was there because it was embarrassing for me and it was not a good representation of what I wanted my performance to be. It was extremely humbling experience though. And I have to say, getting the booze, like I said, it, hurt at first it felt like I got hit by a fucking bus when you're up there and you hear boo it's like a wall hits you you're like holy shit this is actually happening but now now that it's happened I'm in the one percent I'm in the one percent who's been booed who can say they've legit been booed I love it that's hilarious and it's funny to look back on like just the idea of me getting booed, that's funny. I mean, I would be, I'm laughing at me right now, so who cares? And I did 
have a great realization realization you know for sure that that night it was awful I was pretty much sprinting out of Winston's after that happened you know I congratulated Jennifer she she killed me plain and simple she was awesome uh congrats to her going forward hope she kills it um but I was like grabbing my coat and fucking booking it out there I did not even want anyone to see my face, but everyone knew who I was because I'm a jackass wearing the brightest tie-dye shirt in the whole place. So, long story short, I, I I did pretty much run out of there. Felt horrible that night for a little bit, and then not so great when I woke up the next morning. It's like when I woke up, I woke up at like 6.30, and it was just like reliving that horror of the booze immediately like boo that's the first thing I see in my mind as I wake up so you know there's only one way to cure that you go in there and take the hottest shower that can melt your skin and face off and I had a moment of clarity while I was in the shower thankfully because as I was in there and it was you know I was torturing myself with the the hottest water possible and trying to burn away that old nasty Miles from last night who no longer live is alive because he died. Uh, I had a moment of clarity that, you know what? Even though that was awful, even though that was painful, nobody gives a fuck. Those people that were there last night, they might say one or two things. Who knows? Probably not. They're going to go about their day, go on with their life, and not give a fuck about what happened to me or what I said last night. And that was this moment where I was like, oh, I can really let this go. Sure, it was humiliating. Sure, I want to do better. But that's what this is. I can learn from this. 100%. Because I think I'm going to learn more from this one night than every time I've had a good set so far. Uh, Every bad set I've had so far. You know, the previous bad set was when I heard the an audible, oh no, after I told a joke, which was like funny to me. I was like, that's kind of funny. Like that person was just like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. And then this was like on a whole nother level. Um, Yeah, it was like being on another planet for a second because I felt like I was the only person. I was like on little planet loser and <laughs> I was the only population of that entire planet. But whatever, who gives a fuck? I signed up for it. I was the one who was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to do a real roast with, you know, these good comedians. I can handle it. Guess what? Uh, fucking uh, wrong. And it was humbling. And I chose to be up there. So getting booed, taking that risk, trying to say whatever joke I said, because it doesn't need repeated, uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. They, and that's plain and simple. Nobody's opinion matters, and I can't get... Because, like, sure, after that happened, I was having a real crisis of self, I must admit. I was like, holy shit, what are you doing with your life? You could be, you know, working in finance. You could be doing a real job, making money. And you're out here, and you just got fucking booed. And, you, and you know, you lost the roast five votes to zero, as it should have been. And, you know, I, I have this moment of just like, what the fuck are you doing? Who couldn't have that moment? You would have to be an insane person not to have that moment, right? After getting booed like that. So, I definitely was having that, that crazy feeling that, that night and that morning. 
And it was tough because you think, what am I doing? Like, I'm not paying any bills with this. I'm, you know, this was also, I must mention, pretty much the one year anniversary of me doing comedy. So it would have been a great success story to go up there and after a year of comedy, go up there and kill it and do a great job. But no, life doesn't get to happen always how you plan it. And that's what's beautiful about it because you have to learn how to fucking roll with the punches and bounce back. You know, I have to pick myself up by my bootstraps as those Republicans would say and fucking keep going. Because in comedy, especially in comedy, these are the risks you take. Because you're, like I said, sometimes you're trying to tie it tightrope walk and you're gonna fall you're gonna you're gonna be hit stepping on you know stepping on toes offending people on accident whatever and that's what happened Friday night so after you know taking that hot shower having that moment of clarity though I was able to start the rebound process picking the pieces back up putting them together and getting past you know getting caught up in my feelings being so almost egotistical thinking like oh my god Everyone is worried about me and my performance and how I did and what happened to me. And nobody gives a fuck. That's the reality. And having that moment of clarity was very great for me. Because it allowed me to start looking at what happened and analyzing the the terrible situation, right? Took the biggest L yet, but you have to figure out what you can learn to make it a worthwhile experience. Because as I said, I'm going to learn more from this, I think, than... I will any of those times I've done well because now I'm using these booze. It's like I'm turning my back to those booze and uh, and they're so strong that they're fucking pushing me forward. They're, they're my motivation now because I never want that to happen again. I promise you that it probably will. Who knows? But, um, I can't say that I'm afraid of it now. It's almost like going through that experience is going to make me much tougher. I think it's given me a thicker skin. And sure, it was awful when it happened, but now here I am on the other side of it. Stronger, better, maybe not better. I, I need to do a lot more work, but I'm coming up with new new plans to help me do better. Because I did do the open mic that night before, and it went all right. But then the roast went completely haywire. And it's part of it, me looking like an amateur, coming up there, reading off my phone, not being as prepared as I could have done. It was a bunch of things. And just wasn't my night. But now I'm looking about how to use that, that loss as motivation and coming up with a few new ideas. Like, <clears throat> one thing I really want to focus on now is because I've tried to recently go up on stage with like some half-baked ideas and just hopefully I'll get up there and I'll be like, haha, look at me, I'm a master. Uh, I just made that work. So I had this half idea and then I just word vomited a beautiful thing and it was hilarious because that's how some comedians write. And I think, oh, maybe I can do that. And that's not what works for me. And that's not, and I know that's not what works for me because when I've had good sets and success, I have been very rehearsed to a certain extent. You got to make it look nonchalant, but I know what I want to say. So when I go up there with these half-baked ideas and kind of like, eh, I kind of got an idea and I'm going to say this, it's not working. So I'm 
taking on a new method. I'm going to do the Bart Simpson method. You know, when he gets in detention at the opening of every episode, he's up there writing on the chalkboard that same thing. That's what I'm going to start doing with my bits. My notebook is going to look like a, a crazy person's notebook, but so be it. I have to start figuring out better ways to commit these ideas that I want to articulate on stage to memory. And me kind of rehearsing them out loud isn't working as much. And I know when I was studying in college or whatever, I learned the most when I was writing them down and repeating stuff like that. So I'm going to start bringing that idea to my stand-up and starting to commit that stuff to my memory a little bit better. And see, this is an idea I came up with kind of after getting lit up. I wasn't properly motivated. I wasn't thinking about this. I did want to rewrite bits and stuff like as in try to write new versions of them. But this is like a way to really commit them to memory and really work on knowing what I want to say and being able to, you know, navigate and just go through that little file cabinet in my brain and pick out whatever I want to talk about at any given time. Instead of always having to have like a planned like little two things and like go up there and this is all I can talk about because this is all I planned for today. Like it's not, that's not how a real comedian does it. So, like I said, I'm, I'm using this as motivation. These boos and that experience and that loss, that death, is going to fuel me going forward. And that's the thing. You can let an experience like that go one of two way, ways, really. You can let it defeat you and define you, or you can use it as that valuable lesson and use it as motivation. That's what all the greats do. I'm not, you know, I don't want to compare myself to, to Michael Jordan, right? But everybody knows the story. He got cut from his high school basketball team. <clears throat> then, you know, you have other greats, you know, whatever. People like Conor McGregor. He got choked out by Nate Diaz. Came back, won the next fight. That's how, it's how you rebound. It's how you recover. What, and that's what matters. You know, you take those lumps, you roll with the punches, and then you do a better job and you work harder. That's plain and simple. So that's what I'm looking to do after this. I'm looking to rebound and really use this as that fuel to keep going and because I definitely wanted to to quit like I said like n never show my face again hide and that's not the answer not when I I really want to do this so yeah I think that was it was a, a great learning moment and I've been able to kind of like I said gather some perspective around it and realize who gives a fuck because this is what I want to do and if I want to do it I can't want let one little night like that stop me because I'm going to have more nights like that probably. And in the end, I got to be able to bounce back, pick myself up by my bootstraps and fucking do it again. Cause that's how, that's how you get great at something. That's how you get better at it. You just keep going. You don't let anything stop you. And what was it? I heard one definition of a winner is to never quit pretty much, right? If you never quit and you keep going, you can't, you're not, you're not done. So don't let it define you and keep moving on. Keep going with it. So last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell. Catch the check and bounce back. D-Town LAX, every week I bounce back. Whoa, if you a real one, then you know how to bounce back. No, no, nobody.
nobody, oh nobody, always on the fucking job, I got no hobbies, got the city fucking with me, cause I'm home, grown vibing out more than my phone, no leave me alone, me on my own, no, look, I cut the bitch off like an edit, my daddy a G is genetics, I heard your new shit is pathetic, your contrast should be shredded, to my dogs on a private jet from the public house, and I kept a G, yeah, 1,000, click stars, that like the Paramount money, everything I do is righteous, betting on me is the right risk, even in a fucking crisis, I'm never on some switch aside shit, I switch gears to the night shift, blacking out cause I'm in lighting, God talk to me in silence, but I hear him every time, man, thank you God, God bless you, thank last you so night much. took a L, but tonight I bounce back, wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks, knew that ass was real, when I hit it, bounce back, you ain't getting checks, Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell, catch the check and bounce back. D town LAX, every week I bounce back. If you a real one, then you know how to bounce back. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed me sharing my living death with you, talking, uh, dying on stage, and all that fun stuff, because it was a it was a good learning moment for me. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, go up there get lit up, and figure out how you you rebound and how you go forward. So that's what I'm doing here, and I hope you enjoyed it. Just share that story with you because, hey, everybody has their failures, and everybody has something that kind of has affected them in that type of way maybe. Maybe not as bad as getting booed, but, you know, you know the feeling. And, yeah, that, you know, that's that's pretty much that. But I wanted to get into a few things here before we, uh, before I let you go. Um... Speaking on the Sabbath, my Sabbath was good yesterday. I have recently uh, actually deleted all social media off my phone because, you know, I was lying to myself a little bit. And speaking of social media, I didn't use it at all yesterday, which is great. But um, I was lying to myself because I like to say, oh, I'm promoting the podcast or I'm trying to promote this and build a brand on social media. And really, I'm probably trying to build a brand or promote podcasts five percent of the fucking time i'm on social media so i had this realization that i'm getting rid i'm getting rid of it it's off my phone and i will download the apps when i want to post about the podcast and that'll take me a little bit of time maybe every you know if i do it monday or wednesday or whenever i post it'll take me a little bit of time but instead of spending hours on there every week i'll just spend a few minutes and then i'll delete it again and get it off the phone because it's just such a fucking time suck. And I find myself, even though I'm aware of it, I find myself, you know, drifting back to it so mindlessly. And I really don't miss it when it's gone. And I don't care that much what's always going on there. It's always some little snarky tweet or this big blah, 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 crazy news, breaking news story that isn't really as breaking news as it should be, but it's going to affect my mood or do this or that. So I've decided it's gone. I decided I need to, you know, eliminate those distractions, start starving the distractions, if you will, and feeding the focus towards what I want to do. Because yeah, it's a constant struggle, people. And even though I talk about it on here, I slip back in and out of it so quickly. And I think we all do. And that's why I'm just saying, fuck it. I'm deleting it. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I did that on Saturday, so... Yeah, looking to hopefully be more focused and stay on top of this stand-up shit and this podcast game a little bit better. Hoping to keep improving and, you know, hopefully you guys are noticing that as well. Uh, Speaking of that, I did want to say, if you're enjoying this, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and if you're enjoying it, you know, share it with a buddy. 
that would mean a lot to me. I would really appreciate that. Maybe you have a favorite episode. Tell them to start there. They don't, you know, have to start at the beginning when it was real rough. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that would be awesome if you do that. Um, besides that, I've been staying on top of my med- meditation. I actually just hit my over my 400th meditation session, which is pretty fucking cool. I'm happy that that's, you know, I'm staying on top of that lately. And I've been staying on top of the journaling, too. These are just two things <clears throat> that have helped me, again, calm the the crazy storm in my mind i didn't journal excuse me for a couple of days after uh i got lit up but i did journal last night after i was having my reflection time and looking back on the week on the sabbath you know that i've been talking about and it was good i was like okay you know what yeah i took that l and i and i figured out how to set myself up for some success this week and just how to keep working and keep rebounding and say fuck fuck it so yeah those those have been going good been working out and a new thing i've been doing is trying to add more stretching if i'm watching a show or whatever i'm sitting on the floor and i'm doing stretches lately because i I probably look like a crazy person to my roommate but i'm trying to increase that flexibility it's just something i think is good for the body you know having that flexibility all that fun whatever (laughs) i don't know why it's fun but i just need to have that flexibility i want to I want to be more flexible and yeah i've been working towards that so uh yeah but without that uh one last thing i have been reading a new book i've been reading stephen king's on writing and it's great um i've been taking some notes on that i'll probably do a little small review on it maybe next podcast i'm about halfway through it right now so but it's it's a fascinating book talking about how you know you can become a professional writer what it takes to be a professional writer that type of stuff and I don't know if that's what I want to do, but I know I want to write jokes. I want to stay on top of that. So why not learn from somebody who's the best at it, right? Stephen King, maybe not the best, but prolific nonetheless. So yeah, that'll be fun. Looking forward to finishing that, sharing that with you. But yeah, that's it. We'll get out of here. I'm going to give you two things and then the music. Uh, two things to check out. You should check out the Jesus and Marrow show on youtube it's actually on viceland but they have this Jesus and marrow channel and it's just a late night talk show host about for like a younger generation you know you have jimmy fallon and stephen colbert but these guys are hip they're like more pop culture they're kind of hip hop actually you know in a way they're, they're just more fun and more loose so check them out i think if you like the late night show you can find a guest on there that they've had that's pretty interesting. You know, they've had crazy guests like P. Diddy. They've had all kinds of interesting people on there. So check that out. I think you'll like it. And the other thing is fucking go watch K-State beat Kentucky. It's Wildcat on Wildcat Violence. It's going to be good. It's on Thursday. They're going to be in Atlanta. And hopefully fucking KSU will come out on top. And we'll be going to the Elite Eight. That would be amazing. So check those two things out. And yeah, that's it. The music today, uh, in this order, are These Boots Are Made For Walking, uh, Bounce Back by Big Sean, and I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. Have a good one. Until next time. Millennial Manchild. Out.
Namaste.